Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, and with me today is the lovely Mina Kumas-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are going to talk about leveraging flash deal sites for your product-based business. Yeah, I actually love flash deal sites. I think that this is a platform or an overall strategy that not a lot of people use and it can give you like influxes of money here and there. So you're able to keep contributing to your business. Yeah. So, you know, we decided to do this because there's there's a few reasons. One, I'm actually leveraging these flash deal sites for my own product-based business for Cuffs Couture, which is something that I have built up over the years, gone, you know, fully into it. And as we've talked about the the multiple things you can do with your life, it's something that I decided that I was going to stop developing, but I have a lot of product for. So I've been going through that. Then a few of our masterminders have decided, and a few of my clients have decided that that leveraging these flash deal sites would be beneficial for their businesses. And reasons for that would be marketing. So just getting getting into the email boxes of the people that are subscribing to these flash deal sites for getting an influx of cash flow. So maybe you're sitting on a ton of product that you just need to get rid of and by being able to sell it off, you'll get some cash back in your pocket. Um, Or it just might be part of the way that you decide to sell your product. It might be one of the streams of income or one of the ways that you sell. So you might have a wholesale business, but flash deal sites might also be a part of that. Yeah. Let's go over some flash deal sites, the actual sites. So then people know what we're talking about. So I think the main one would be Groupon, right? Like I think most people know what Groupon is. I mean, they had a Super Bowl commercial. So... (laughs) It's definitely, <laughs> definitely um, the most popular. And then there's Zulily would be a really big one too. And so in fashion and some, you know, home-based products, kids' products, toys, we've done Hot Look and Guilt Group. Um, those two though, you have to apply to and buyers would need to approve your product. And then um, for mom-based ones that are mostly, there's a lot of apparel and just mom-based products and kid-based products is like Jane.com, Sassy Steels, 11th Avenue, which is the same as Group Deals. There's Pick Your Plum. There's PS I Adore You. There's a lot of ones out there, Brickyard and Buffalo. And they what happens is they have all these deals that go on a flash sale for three days usually. And so that deal is only effective for those three days. So you put your product on there on sale for those three days, and then you try to get as many orders as you possibly can, basically. And so the difference between some of these sites are some you can apply to online where you'll basically go to sell on... Like I had applied to jane.com with Cuffs Couture and I basically uploaded the product, answered some questions, submitted it, and then it was up to them to see whether they would take the product or not. They didn't feel like it fit their customer base that's totally fine. Then there's, but that's an online sort of way. Then let's say with Zulily, I'm not sure if you've had experience with being able to upload your own product, but with Zulily, I feel like there's a gatekeeper. So there's usually, yeah. So the gatekeeper is the buyer where you have to be able to approach a buyer. So Zulily, Hotlook, Guilt Group, for sure. There are buyers. It still operates the way that a department store would or a boutique where the buyer has to see the product, decide if it's right for their customers. They would be the ones that approved you. you develop a relationship with them, then they'll give you all the the things that you have to do to get on the site. So photos, inventory, the requirements, the shipping, all of that. Tell me a little bit about some of the sites that you've worked with, like 
pick your plum or group deals? So those are really easy to apply. Just like what you said, you just apply. Um, Cuffs Couture was not approved for Jane.com. I was not actually approved for Brickyard and Buffalo. That's one of them where you just apply and then they say yes or no. So I actually do a monthly sale on Jane.com. And that is where it's the structure is different than Groupon. So the way Groupon works is that they you're selling at 50% off the manufacturer's retail price and they take 50% of that 50% and you take 50%. So let's say it's a $10 item, you sell it for 5, Groupon gets 250, you get 250. But for jane.com, it's $10, you sell it for 5, they get 25%, I get 75%. So it's different. Groupon also do you ship out yourself now? Yeah, you ship yourself. Okay, so they used to do it where you didn't ship out yourself. You sent in the inventory. That's the way Zulily does it too. Is so you ship in your inventory and they distribute it for you because you have that buyer. When I got in with Zulily, I only had two products, and they like to do that boutique style where they you have to have a full range of products. So I was folded into a sale that was like houseware labeling, and so that was like me and a whole bunch of sellers within that kind of like fake pseudo boutique that was called houseware storage or whatever. And so I was included within that sale. And and then whatever sales I made, I had to ship into them and they would send it out for me. And so it's a little bit... There's Some of the sites are easier than others, that's for sure. Well, I think... And you had asked about the Groupon shipping. So I think you get to select whether you choose to ship direct to customer, if you're drop shipping, or if you're sending in bulk to them and whether they're shipping. So I just want to talk about the history or how flash sale sites became and how people have really leveraged them for their businesses. So I don't remember if it was Hotlook or Guilt Group first, but I grew up in Los Angeles where there was a ton of manufacturing. And if you are in New York as well, you are used to sample sales, pop-up sample sales. So in New York, I remember I ended up at a Jimmy Choo sample sale because there was a sign downstairs. I was walking through... I don't even know where it was, like Soho or somewhere. And I saw this, I was like, oh, Jimmy Choo sample sale, 100%. My cousin was super tapped into these sample sales. She was on a whole email list of when there would be sample sales and where to go. In LA, especially being a part of the fashion world, the last Friday of every month, the, the showrooms have sample sales. So people will literally drive to downtown Los Angeles and that's what they do on the last Friday of every month. And they'll walk around the showrooms, they're all available. And that's where people will sell off samples. So during that time, also manufacturers would have extra inventory, damaged goods, whatever it was, and they would be sitting on this. And this is prior to flash deal sites. Um, They may have their own factory sample sales where they try and get out to their email list. There was a guy who I think went to USC. Again, I forget if it was Hot Liquor Guild Group. I should have probably looked this up. But he basically would drive to the, the sample sales or he'd drive to these factories in LA He'd pick up all their extra inventory and he would take them to USC to the colleges or to the sororities and basically sell the samples to the sorority girls. So smart. Um, Yeah. And so, and actually when I grew up, there was a woman that had the same thing. She had connections to some of these factories. She would drive around. It was during the time of like Juicy Couture sweatsuits and that, that sort of thing. She would have them also every week at our house. Her house would be open. Her side hustle would be on the weekends. You'd go to her house, all these racks in her living room, and you basically shop the samples. So when they made it a flash deal site, it was basically that idea of that same idea of bringing sample sales to the world online, but giving it that that time restriction. So remember, scarcity, timing, all of that. Like when you have a ticking clock, you're going to run out of time before this deal ends and there's only 10 left. You have to buy it. That makes people want to purchase things quickly. So they created these online flash deal sites to do that. They came straight to our mail, our mailbox. It would say, and it was East Coast time. So if you're in LA and it would say Burberry going on sale, 9am East Coast standard time versus, you know, 6 a.m. in LA time. So you may wake up early if you really cared about that sale. You'd get on and you'd want to purchase as quickly as possible the items that were really the good deal or the good steal, right? So if it was Burberry for 
50% off on these rain boots that you really needed or wanted, you would make that purchase and you would just continue on that. They also made it a membership site. So you had to be a member. You had to put in your email address to be able to access these deals. So same with Zulily, you have to become a member and then you could see them. And so that created that scarcity, that time, that timeline for customers to buy. And it also gave manufacturing businesses, product-based businesses, ways to sell off inventory in bulk within three days. So there's that three-day timeline where basically what you'll do is they'll give you a sale date. So let's say your sale date is February 14th to February 17th. And they'll say your sale starts the morning of February 14th. You have to have X amount of inventory available. They'll list it on their site. They'll email it to all of their people. People will start to place orders. And then usually within 24 hours of that first day of your sale, you get a purchase order from the company that says, you've sold 500 pieces in your first 24 hours, start shipping now. And then the remaining two days, because your most sales will come on your first day, then you start to end up down the list. And then second and third day, more orders will roll in. And then after that third day, you have to ship the rest of the inventory out according to that purchase order. So it's just a way, it's a flash sale. It's quickly get offloading inventory and making money. But like Mina was saying, you're it's at cost somewhat, right? Because if you're taking your suggested retail price, splitting it in half. If you split that in half, that's at your wholesale rate. And if you split that in half, that should be closer to your cost. So why people did this is they just wanted to make back the cost that they had invested into this. It was a way to make money back, but it wasn't always a way to make a lot of money in the way of cost to wholesale. So what I will say, if you do do something like that, a little special trick is to make your suggested manufacture, your suggested retail price a little bit higher so that what you're selling it to Zuli or Hotlook for is a little higher than your wholesale. So when you split that in half, you're making just a bit more than your cost. Yeah, for sure. Because you do not want to get into a situation where you're giving it away for free. And then, especially if you're sending shipping out yourself, you have to take into account not just your time, but the envelope, the bubble envelope you're sending it out in or the box and then the tape and the labels and all that stuff. So all of that adds up. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. Um, The purchaser, the customer is actually paying for the shipping though a lot of times. So you when you're charging them for the shipping, you have to think about how much that costs them and then either, you know, up it a little bit or just keep it the same. So Mina, you have a successful business on Amazon and on your e-commerce store. Why do you choose to do a flash deal site? Um, I like it because I get in front of an audience that I never, ever get in front of. So these, all of these flash deal sites get hundreds of thousands of views that I would never have access to. And in my labels, I have a coupon for 30% off that they can go back to my website and they can use that. So I'm basically trying to move those people over. I have to say that that coupon is not that effective. I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of traction on it. But at the same time, I get these little spurts of money that I see, you know, so after three days, I'm shipping it out myself and I've gotten as little as five orders and I've gotten as many as like 120 orders at a time. And so it just varies really in between there. It's probably averaging like 60, but you know, it's just fun because I'm making a few hundred dollars here and there that is super easy just by submitting my deal and then shipping them out. I just find it really easy and fun to be able to see what prop what items are popular and what items are not. And then to offload inventory, that's just like not as popular in real life too, you know, like in, on the my main channels. Yeah. So I think one main reason, if you don't have a ton of excess inventory, if you don't have damaged products, well, not as a damage, but pieces that didn't sell, for example, would be for marketing. For So for a newer product-based biz or someone that is in business, but isn't, maybe you don't have the budget to invest in marketing and PR, getting in front of their millions of email subscribers is huge. That's more than we could do on our own. So I think one major reason to do a flash deal site for your business would be to to gain a new audience. Yeah. And isn't there something like you have to be seen seven times in front of a consumer before they realize they start recognizing your brand? So it's just a way for me to get in one touch point where they're like, hey, look at this company sells labels. And then 20 sales later, they'll buy for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so something like that, where they just get used to my name and seeing it. 
Well, I also love the fact, let's say on Zulily. So depending on, um, I had a client once that was doing mom sports t-shirts. So it was kind of like baseball moms, dance moms, soccer moms, that sort of thing. Zulily had found her on Etsy. They actually reached out to her because they were doing little vignettes or little sales, like you said, little boutiques within the Flash Deal site where they were doing things for soccer kids and families. So having a soccer mom t-shirt plus the soccer bag, plus whatever else they were selling according to soccer, soccer mug, allowed for them to really curate that collection and offering to their customers. So you may not even sometimes see your product in these different markets, but let's say for Cuffs Couture, they might be doing something for cruising in style. You're going to go on a cruise and they might have all the things you could take with you on a cruise. Well, Cuffs Couture has been featured on a blog before of someone who was doing a... I think she was going to Australia and she was packing light. And so one of the things it was... She used it as a travel accessory for world travel. And so I may have pitched it as going out dancing with your friends. And that's what my website was based around. But for having other people curate your collection, they're selling it to different customers under different ideas and getting creative with it. Yeah, that's the advantage of having a buyer for Zulily and is it Groupon? Do you have a buyer through Groupon? Groupon, no, it's all online, but Hot Look and Guilt Group. Yeah, where they can curate it to make it fit a certain boutique. And really, you know, it's one of those things where it's like they're going to a boutique or or even like when you go to a vendor fair. When you have all those other people that are there, it's just more fun for that person to shop rather than having the one item. So that's what's really nice about the the format of Zulily, how they do that. Yeah. And so for example, Hot Look is owned by Nordstrom now. So getting in with Hot Look and doing really well, performing really well might open opportunities to either get into regular Nordstrom or Nordstrom's rack. Sometimes they don't have they sometimes you can't compete with yourself, but you may be able to do if you do really well at sales on Hot Look, you might be able to do a lesser label there or create a different label to go to Nordstrom's rack and then have different product for regular Nordstrom. So the more they see you perform, you might be able to branch out into who else owns them. So that's a bigger scale. So what I'll say is so number one would be marketing. Number two, which I think is the reason that most businesses initially started doing flash deal sites was to clear out of inventory. So to make cash back on inventory that you're just sitting on and that's making no money and gathering dust. Yeah. And then also as a testing ground too. Uh, mm-hmm. Third, I think would be testing ground, seeing what's popular and what's not popular. Surprisingly, my most popular product, I always say this, Animal Friends Baby Bottles um, on Amazon, but not on Jane or my flash deal sites. It's strange. Still baby bottles, but it's playful patterns. So it just goes to show you like the different types of avatar, what they're specifically buying on that specific platform and how that can change. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so, so yeah, so number three would be testing the market. And I would say number four is that people actually use this as a another stream of income or another stream of sales for their business. So my stepdad is a sales rep for a major, major, huge company. And so much of their business has been driven by selling on these sites like Hot Looking, Guilt Group, and Zulily, where they would do a quarter of a million to half a million dollars in sales in three days. So they were, they're a dress line, they're a larger line. So it's, you know, they have their own factory, they can turn out their own product, but they use that as one of the streams of income where they specifically made goods for the flash deal sites to create the sales, sell on them. And they were doing sales monthly and they were one of the top performing brands that these flash deal sites had. People knew that they could purchase it monthly. There would be new styles. They almost treated it like as if it was its own, you know, a typical e-commerce platform where you're, you know, you have product up and you're selling it, but people would go there for the discounts. So that was a huge, huge driver of their business, which then also led them to the off-price stores. Some businesses are based on being businesses of off-price. They're private labeling, they're doing that sort of thing and they're, and they're selling. And that's just a way of bigger business. It's it's less attached to the product and more about the business of fashion or the business of product-based businesses. But that would be a fourth reason to do it. 
Yeah. And I think you have to look at the specific flash deal site because on Jane, they don't have anything that's more than like $25. Yeah. You know, whereas like Hot Look and, and Guilt Group, I think their price range is a lot higher. Also for Jane, same thing. Like people are making tons of money just by being boutiques that are constantly showing up on there. Jane even has their own conference that is for their sellers that teaches, it's called Cellcon or something like that, where you can go and you can learn how to be a better boutique. They're educating their sellers. They are teaching them how to have better photos, how to have better copy, all of that stuff. Because in overall um, effectiveness, it affects their bottom line too and their customers and everything. One of the sites, which I think it's still up there, is PSI Adore You. I haven't done it in years, but they're a flash deal site too. But their profits all go to, it's a fundraising one. So they have the same things as everybody else where it's like these certain deals. And then they have a child with like a serious illness, perhaps it's cancer or anything like that. Like that, And the money goes towards that family or to a particular cause. So it's so awesome that you feel like that product that you're, that money that you're making will go towards that cause. So all, there's different types of flash deals and sites that are out there. So just pick which ones are you know best for you and which ones and test them all out. I mean, really you can try to get approved on all of them. Oh, it just to mention there's contracts though. You can't have, so for instance, for if you do a sale on Jane, you can't have a similar deal on another flash deal site within um, I think nine days of your deal. So test them out, but make sure you span them out according to the contract that you are electronically signing. That's a great tip. And the other thing to think about is, so for example, Groupon. Groupon was an, Groupon is a process where you have to open a Groupon store, you have to apply, you have to get your product approved. There's all these requirements you have to meet. It took a while to get that done. And then when we finally got it all done and we submitted it for review, we submitted it, then there was it was turned down because there was an issue with a photo. Then you had to resubmit it. So basically this was all before Thanksgiving. Then after all of this work, I got an email from Groupon saying your product has been turned down because we're full of product and we're not taking anything till after January 18th, basically. So thinking about the timeline in the year and what your product is and when it sells best. So thinking about, you know, right now, Valentine's Day, because we're recording this in February of 2018, Valentine's Day is coming. Were you planning out far enough ahead that whatever product you make, if you got it on a flash deal site around the time of holidays and buying patterns? And the same thing, if I was better prepared or if the process was quicker for me, I could have potentially been on Groupon around the holidays when people are looking for really cheap stocking stuffers or gifts or January would have been a good time because if it's a workout product and people are sort of, you know, right now everybody's still buying their Fitbits and their Apple watches and still trying to lose weight and be active and be productive. So just thinking about the timeline in the year and when that sale is going to go up because it's hard to sell. What do they say? It's like hard to sell ice in the winter or (laughs) something. (laughs) But you basically want to, you know, you want to sell it at the appropriate times of year. So you need to give yourself enough time to get approved and get that sale date according to what you're selling and when you're selling it. Yeah. And when I got rejected, one of the times that I got rejected from jane.com was when I was trying to sell my private label product, Chill Stick, which was a wine bottle chill stick that you insert into your bottle and it cool- chills your entire bottle. So that was my one of my private labeling products, which I mentioned in today's episode that aired today on Monday, six ways to make money, using, uh, make money on Amazon using products or with products. And so I got rejected because that there was a vendor already that was similar to my product that had a wine chiller of sorts. And so I was rejected. But since I still have inventory, that was one of my flops coming up is Mother's Day. I plan to apply again in like March and April so I can have that ready for May and hopefully the other seller is gone. I haven't seen it quite honestly. So you never know. Just because you get rejected one time, it's rejected off your product and the timing. So you can always apply again, you know, and then they'll review it again and see if it fits their audience and their timing at that particular at that particular time. So it is there is this way of being on time with things. And so one, knowing again, that schedule of when you want it up there and giving yourself enough time to, let's say, get rejected, apply again, have changes that you have to make because sometimes the rejection really does just come down to the what you've submitted. It might just be a little bit of a flaw. 
Groupon was really specific about certain submissions, about this file size, like the size of the image, the quality of the image, because that all just gets uploaded. There's not a lot of personal touch from a, you know, a person versus right now working with Zulily, there is a salesperson that I'm directly dealing with. And one of our masterminders is actually randomly working with the exact same buyer. So I've coached her through how to do the the process of... Because Zulily will give you something that it's a document that you have to put all the aspects of... She's selling clothes. So the sizing, what it's made out of, you have to put photos, you have to write your inventory. There's a lot of small details that sometimes feel overwhelming and take time. So you have to allow yourself time between applying to filling out all the documentation to getting them samples to approve to them being ready for your actual sale. Yeah, same. When I did the labels on Azulily, I had to fill out that massive Excel spreadsheet where it's like, what materials, what use, what keywords do you usually use? So it does get, it does seem like it's overwhelming at times, but at the same time, they do that with every single vendor and they're just trying to get the most information at the, so they can serve their customers the best that they can. So don't take it personally. If you get rejected, just keep trying. It was uh, Stephen James for the Project Life Mastery. He says that you have to look at failure as feedback. So failure is feedback. So if you get rejected, consider that feedback on how you can market your product better at a better time or in a different platform or in a different way, or, you know, how people can curate in a certain way, or maybe just collaborate with different people, you know, so just take it as feedback and then make your product better for better suited for that platform. Or realize quickly that it's not the right platform and maybe you should switch to another. So yeah. this is my do 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 interruption because I wanted to jump in and say that Mina and I in creating this podcast decided that we thought it would be so helpful to our listeners to create a toolkit for you. So we are going to create a flash deal toolkit on basically a list of the flash deal sites that we have worked with, with links to those sites for you to gain knowledge on all the different options and opportunities out there. It may not be everything, but they're the ones that we're experienced in. And included in that toolkit, we are going to have links to videos. We're going to do Zoom videos. You don't have to worry about that. Or no, not Zoom, Loom. Zoom, Loom. We're going to do (laughs) Loom videos that... And we'll put a link to useloom.com in our show notes because it is really awesome as a training tool or ways to explain things to your customers, your clients, to your employees. But we're going to do Loom videos that are downloadable links on the back end of some of these flash sale sites. So I'm going to do video trainings on Groupon, on Zulily, and on Hotlick. So some of the things they're going to ask for, what their documentation might look like, and how you will need to fill them out. And then Mina is going to do trainings on the back ends of... Jane.com, Sassy Steals, and Group Deals, which is the same as 11th Avenue. Pick Your Plum, and maybe PSI Adore You. I don't know if I have access anymore. But just basically, I'm going to show you what it looks like on the back end after you have applied. So you can see how to upload your images, how to look at the back end of it, look at the back end of it, and um, and see if that's the right platform for you. So it just saves you time, honestly. Saves you time. There's a really quick learning curve compared to you trying to figure this stuff all out yourself. And so there'll be, like Jacqueline said, a complete list, linkable list, all the different platforms that we've tried out of flash deal sites, and then also videos on each one of what the back end looks like. So that will be available on our website at theproductboss.com slash toolkits. That's toolkits with an S. So getting back into talking about how to leverage flash deal sites for your business, what other things do you think that our listeners should think about to see if they think that this is the right fit for them? I think they really have to think about the percentage that they, that platform takes for sure. Like how I said, Groupon takes 50% of the 50%. Well, Zulily, they call it their Zulily price. They take 30% the wholesale price. So 50% and then they take 30% of the 50%. Whereas Jane.com takes 25% of the typical 50%. So all of that, you have to think about your cost of goods, the time it's going to take you to do all of this sending in orders and if and what your goal is are you trying to make profit here 
and do it continually? Are you trying to test it? Are you trying to get rid of inventory that you have sitting there? Any of that stuff. So what your goal is, and then also if it's going to be worth the the ROI that you put into it. The ROI is your return on investment. (laughs) So... This, so back to Zulily, since I've sort of been there and we've got a current masterminder doing it as well. I think that they are also flexible on the percentage. They ask you what you're selling it to them for. So I've done a 40-60 split. I know that when my client spoke to them and she did garments. So we're talking about Mina did her labels and it's a smaller household item. I've done Cuffs Couture, which was an accessory. And we have a client doing an actual apparel line for women there have been different splits. So I think it also depends on the price point of the item because the lower the price point, depending on the split, it could be cents, it could be dollars, it could be 20, 50, 80, $100, depending on what you're selling. So just really identifying that and clearing that up with your buyer or, or if it is an online site that you're submitting to on your own, it's probably very visual and easy to read and have an understanding like that 25% is really easy to understand. Yeah. And all of my major sales I want to get into, I'm trying to line it up. Like I always say into my season of busyness. So I'm trying to in episode, I can't even remember what episode it is anymore. Episode four strategy for seasonality. I talk about the best way to grow your business is to one X your slow seasons and three X your busy seasons. So when you're doing these sales, within those busy seasons, so mine is in the summertime months, then you're getting more eyes on your product. So even if they see it on Zulily or they see it on Groupon, they might not actually buy it on there. Perhaps they'll buy on Amazon where they get two-day prime and they don't care as much about that deal price. Any of that stuff where you are getting in front of those eyes, that's what I'm using, using it for during that time is the exposure the visibility. So your goal might change. Like what you said, is it for marketing? Is it for turning over inventory? Is it for visibility? Any of that. So I think that that will change as you get into your slow season versus your busy season and what what your buyer is willing to help you with. And so thinking about your seasons and if it's busy or slow, you also have to think about the time that's required for some of these sites. So for the bigger ones, be it Zulily, Groupon, Hotlook, Gilt Group, they have requirements on how many units they'll take to do a sale for you. Generally, it's I know on Zulily, when I had originally applied, it was like over 24 SKUs or 30 SKUs, which means basically if you have a shirt that comes in five colors, that would be five SKUs if it was the same shirt. But having multiple SKUs and having a lot of inventory. So I had to have over 1,200 pieces. Not everybody has that many, you know, that much to sell. So that's when maybe you would pick an alternative site to start on that might be you could sell five pieces or 100 pieces. I think with Groupon, they didn't have there's not a huge minimum. So I could kind of put it on and work from where, what I have as I'm testing out that platform. Yeah, it is the same with Sassy Steels and Jane.com and all that stuff. If you're handmade, they require at least 50. And if you are um, manufactured, at least 100. I think maybe even more than that now because they don't want to sell just five. You know, like they want that deal to be seen. And And also... That's how you make money. So if you're selling things at a discounted price, what the point is, is that you have to sell a lot of them to actually make money. Something that happened with me with Cuffs Couture the first time I sold on Zulily, I had extra product, and but I also wanted to treat it as a sale. So I actually went into production for... Zulily to sell to them. And I had a couple of styles that were my best performing styles. And I submitted it for manufacturing and I had, you know, let's say I'd asked for 500 per color. I had listed on Zulily that I wanted 500. I had 500 each. Well, what happened was my mini, my contractor at that point, he really takes liberties. Let me tell you, he had extra fabric, he had extra cut. He sewed more than I wanted. So I ended up making $6,000 or no, I made $7,000 in sales on my product. And my product was selling for about $10 to $11. So I sold a lot of pieces. But my contractor ended up giving me an invoice for $6,000 because he overproduced what I'd asked him for. So I actually didn't make any money really on that. I actually spent money to be there and I didn't really have a return on my investment. So what I'm actually working on selling is all that extra inventory. So this is a perfect example of why I would need this this slash sale site is that I have this extra inventory that I paid for. Now I would make money because I'm not putting money into it. But if you're putting money into it, then you're treating it like a typical 
production type deal where you're getting a purchase order, you're going into production out against it. You're spending money to make money, but it's not, not that this is free money, but easy money. I'm reimbursing myself for money I've spent in the past. Yeah, for sure. It's that instant influx, but your date also has to get approved too. So that's another thing too, is that you don't actually pick the date, your buyer or you know, the actual platform does. And similar to what um, Jacqueline was doing to get rid of inventory, I'm trying to get rid of um, my highlighter clothing labels. So I have bright white clothing labels. And then I have ones that are called highlighter, which has like a little highlighter design on there. Well, I want to change the design so I can come out with this new and improved design where it gives them more room to write. And so I'm going to get rid of my old inventory, which is only slightly different than my new inventory. You'll see it all the time when there's companies that come out with new and improved or six free with their new quantity, any of that. So then you're trying to get rid of those old posts that are very similar, but in every business, you should be looking on ways to improve and how you can get rid of your old excess inventory. Yeah. So thinking about that, when you are pitching to buyers, and like Mina said, you can't really pick your date, but when you're pitching to buyers, if you are pitching to them or you're thinking about applying, if you're selling red heart shaped stationery and it says Valentine's Day on it or whatever it is, they are going to think about that and curate it for that timeline. If it's a holiday based item or if it's a gift type item, you know, again, Mina's talking about Mother's Day, thinking about that calendar and what people are buying. So the buyers or the online platforms are thinking in the same way and they will align your product when they think it's going to best sell. You do have to know that it might not be right away. So it might be, you might want the cash right now, but it's not going to happen. They also have net 60, a lot of them. So they're not going to pay you for 60 days till after you ship. And then one thing I really want to warn you about is that you sign a contract that says you are going to ship within that 24 hour period. And then after that 72 hour period, you're going to ship, whether you're shipping to Zulily for them to ship to their customers, or if you're drop shipping, whatever it is, you need to make sure that you are completely available and ready to do the work it's going to take to go through that inventory, to package it, to meet, to finish those POs and ship it out. So you also have to commit to like a good week. I feel like you know you're prepping for you're prepping for the sale. You've got the three days of sale, which are awesome and exciting, and you could drink champagne as the orders roll in. But then you also have to be really actively working on it and get it get it out by that timeline that they give you. Because if you don't, then there's chargebacks. They're going to charge you for your delays and and you may not be able to work with them again in the future. Yeah, for sure. It does take a lot of time when I was working with Zulily. When I work with Jane, I can just send it out myself and I can have that Amazon barcode on there, which I have pre-printed on my packages. But when it's with Zulily, they're the ones who are shipping out and they're scanning in each each package. So I have to make sure the right barcode is on there for each package and things like that where it might take a little bit longer than just selling on Amazon if you're already into into that platform. I think that's another great thing about being on flash deal sites is that you can see the holes in your process. Like if you are real slow on shipping, you know which hole you need to patch up and that's in your shipping process. So what I do is I use Shipping Easy. It is a software and I will put a link in the show notes. So please make sure to click on that link if you plan to sign up. They do 50 free shipments for you at the beginning, but then after that it's I think it's 30 or $40 per month, but it allows you it integrates with like my Shopify site, my Etsy site, all my Jane sales, all of my sassy steals and group deals and it pulls into one platform. Then I click on all those orders and then it prints out the label for me. And then since it's integrated into those platforms, it sends out a notification to all those people saying, here is your tracking number. And so I don't have to do anything as far as like tracking or anything or sending them out additional emails. It's all done because it's integrated. And then the best part is, is that I don't have to sit in line at the post office. So I print off the label and then when I get it done, I put it into... I've been using like diaper boxes because I have so many. <laughs> and so I pile them in to like a diaper box and then I drop them off at the post office onto the counter that's for prepaid postage. And then I like basically I'm like VIP in there. <laughs> I, you know, cut through the line and just put it on the counter is what I'm saying. Like I don't actually have to stand in line, which is amazing. And it's so worth that little bit of time or a lot of time because we only have one post or one postage 
or one post office box here in one post office (laughs) here in Ankeny. So I don't, you know, it's really busy in there. And so then I don't have to do any extra waiting around. It's all done through shipping easy. Yeah. So streamlining that process, just being prepared because there's so much setup that happens, you know, whether you're inventorying, you have to count your inventory. You have to know what you have of, you know, each SKU, you have to document that for the platform that you're selling to. You have to upload it. You have to get them the photos. There's a lot of prep work. Then the sale happens. And then what Mina's saying is how do you make that process easy. You have to minimize the mistakes you might make. And what can you integrate into that process to, you know, what tools are out there that can be used. So we will definitely in our toolkit that will be available on the productboss.com slash toolkits. Yeah. I'll do a video on shipping easy to you guys. We'll throw that in the toolkit. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that that is so important because, you know, honestly, you know, when I sold on my flash sale site, because I've had this company a while, but I haven't been as active since I had first kid, there weren't these applications. It was still very much hand done. I think I was printing... I don't even know if they required us to do barcodes at that point, but we were printing on the Avery mailing labels, which we talked about in one of our previous episodes on packaging your product. So there's lots of things that we... that you can use now. And every month and every year, new things happen that can help make this process so much easier. Yeah. The really awesome thing about Shipping Easy is that it's a commercial rate. So you're paying less than you would if you walked into you know, the post office. I've given so many people that link that seriously, like I remember one person was like, I've been paying $8 per shipment this whole time. And to come to find out, I could I only had to pay $2.60 prepaid. So she was sending out tons and tons of shipments. And that's how I started too. I didn't even know this existed until I became a Jane seller, actually. Then I was like, what the heck? Or then I was like, wow, this can save me tons of time if I pay for it. And then I have to see if I, it's worth the, you know, $30 to $40 a month that it's that I'm paying in. Do they drop ship at all or it's really just for labeling and inventory? No, they don't. It's a it's an integration for fulfillment. So you can connect Shopify with um, Amazon Fulfillment, for example. So it's just about integrating systems, kind of like how Zapier is for tools, you know? Mm-hmm. This is for shipping. They They pull in Etsy orders, for instance, and they look exactly like my orders for my website. But then if you filter them out, you can see how many sales are coming from Etsy and how many are from your website. And you just buy the postage through them. So then it's all very streamlined. I love it. It's like my favorite tool aside from Voxer and Loom. <laughs> so we've mentioned all of our favorite tools in this episode. So, you know, I think I think Flash Shield sites are an excellent option for really no matter where you are in your business. So if you are a startup that can't afford to produce inventory, so that's another thing. You have to be able to afford to produce excess inventory that doesn't have sales attached to it. So you might go into production on a hundred pieces of a bunch of different items. You might end up with a thousand pieces of product. They may not all sell on the flash sale site. You may be left over with things. So you, you have to usually think if that's worth the investment initially, because you're really just making back your cost. You're not necessarily making a profit. Where I think maybe it's a good place to start with flash deal sites are you've been in production, you have product coming out, you're ongoing in this production process. So again, one of our masterminders, she's ordering 10,000 pieces at a time from an overseas manufacturer of her product that she's importing and packaging. So if she's already ordering 10,000 pieces and she's selling really well on Amazon and I really think she just sells on Amazon. This might be a way to get customers to know about her e-commerce site if she chooses to launch an e-commerce site to order an extra couple thousand of these and do a flash sale site deal, like a flash deal site on Zulily because it's based, you know, there's mom-based stuff on Zulily. And then all of a sudden, people who don't buy her stuff on Amazon would know her brand and her brand name through Zulily. It's a different customer sometimes. And then they'll be aware of it and it might bring orders directly to her site. Because let's just all remember, if you sell directly to your customer on your own personal website, you are making your cost 
your wholesale, you're making the full markup. You're making usually, hopefully at least four times what your cost is. That's where we're going to make the most money. We might sell the least product, but we were making the most money. Yeah. I I don't get a lot of orders on my website, but when I do, it's like 80% margin is so good, you know, whereas it's like 30% on Amazon, you know? So that's a big difference. Um, But the volume isn't there. So pushing anybody to your own e-commerce site is really the goal. Even if you're using flash deal sites as a possibly a visibility tool or marketing tool to do that. Yeah. And going back to the avatar, Mina had mentioned that earlier, just get to know these sites. If you go and if you purchase the toolkit from us and you have these links, get to know them and get to know the product they're already selling and an understanding of who their customer is. Follow their Instagram or look at their Facebook, see where they're marketing. You know, if they're millennials, they might not be buying not well, let's say like they're in their early 20s. They might not be buying baby bottle labels. That might not be the place that you go. But maybe my cuffs would be the place that you go for like the younger girl that is partying more and it's less for my mother-in-law's age. She doesn't need to go dancing uh, with, <laughs> with just her clutch. You need to know who your customer is, where the customers are going and where they're shopping. Are they a higher-end product? Because if it's a higher-end thing, like Hot Look and Gill Group, like I mentioned, Burberry, they're doing higher-end deals. It's people who are shopping. Think about the where they sell to, like Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, Saks, Neiman's. Depending on that, if you're doing a cheaper product, that might not be the place that you sell to. And Zulily, what I love about Zulily, it feels very much about like moms and kids. It's very much geared towards that type of customer versus a guilt group might be geared towards the as I, th- I think of my cousin, she was like a New Yorker, a single New Yorker attorney, had a ton of disposable income, dressed a very certain way, it was very savvy with designer stuff. And so that's where she shopped. And she, that's how she ended up in like beautiful Tory Burch and Burberry and Louis Vuitton. Like she had all the labels, but she was a savvy shopper that shopped online. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention too is in last week's episode, we did packaging your startup. When you're working with these flash deal sites, they will approve you based on packaging alone. Don't try to get approved with horrible packaging. That's another tip because (laughs) they want to sell to their customers things that look nice or professional. They're not thinking that they want to sell whatever. Like I said, there's sometimes where I only sell five items on a flash sale and that's a three-day sale. So I only make five sales. So they really, it really has to do with packaging, timing, and audience and all of that stuff. There's so many variables. So make sure that when you go in, you present your best self. Because they are curating for their customers. They are an online boutique that's telling their customer today, this is the trend. You know, like I got one that was for toys for kids. And so it was like really cute, high-end expensive castles for little girls, like a playroom for basically how to decorate your playroom, but high-end things I would never buy at full price, but I've considered by seeing it there. Then I might look at that and say, hmm, that's really cute. I'm now going to go to Amazon and see if Amazon sells it and what the price is on Amazon. So then it's a way to shop between the online platforms because Amazon, I think they don't, you're not really necessarily purchasing on Amazon for the packaging, right? It's about the deal, the convenience, the accessibility to lots of options versus these flash deal sites are curating, it's creating a lifestyle. It's really a lifestyle. It's Pinterestable. You know, it's mm-hmm. selling to people based on the theme today is playrooms and how are we going to decorate that playroom? Or during wedding seasons, it might be like wedding season, like survival kits and how to get through a wedding season. And then these are all the things to give for gifts for showers and bachelorettes and the wedding day and that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, there's a different strategy. You know, you're not trying to go for convenience or for, you're still trying to get in front of all those eyes. It's just another way for you to get in front of a lot of people that you normally would not get in front of. And so that really is key. And it's just, it's fun too. Like I love doing flash deal sites. I don't make my living off of there, but it would be sure nice if I could. <laughs> well, it's really, it's to, to be honest, and anybody that sells a product online, when you start to get those dings on your email of like order placed, order mm-hmm. placed, order placed. And so the fun thing about these flash sale sites too is that it does reach such a huge broad audience that one, it validates your product. It validates all the hard time times that you've put into this product. And then also orders placed, you know, which is just cash in your pocket, money to put back into your 
into your business ways to develop the next product or whatever you're doing next. So I just, I wanted to mention our mastermind uh, multi-stream machine. It's for product-based entrepreneurs, but why we initially called it multi-stream machine was that we wanted to work with our masterminders on multiple streams of income. And so one of the or multiple streams of selling your product. So one of the major things that we focus on are flash deal sites. So like we said, we've got a couple of masterminders currently that are selling through this or they're they're considering the option. It's not for everybody, but it is something to grow into or another way to problem solve, you know, cash flow in your business. So by working with us in our mastermind, you're working with two experts that have done it. I mean, we've done it ourselves. That's part of the reason we started the product boss. We're in it. We've done it ourselves. We're part of entrepreneurial groups. We've been in our own masterminds with other facilitators. And the thing that Mina and I Actually, Mina, this is how we met. We met about flash deal sites. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Amazon and flash deal sites. Because we, because I, we were looking for people to connect with on in this language. You know, people that understood selling products, manufacturing products. And Mina and I were part of this community, and she was a quote unquote Amazon expert. I reached out to her because I thought about selling my inventory on Amazon, and her advice to me was. If you're not building your business up versus you want to liquidate it, Amazon wouldn't be the place for me to go. Yeah. Amazon takes a lot of investment. So since Jacqueline was just trying to turn over her inventory, I told her that she should just go with the uh, flash deal site strategy rather than building, investing in keywords and that sort of thing to build momentum on Amazon. It just didn't make sense. So yeah, it's um, flash deal sites are just a great way to kind of fuel your business. You know, it's another platform. The reason why that we chose sales for multi-stream machine or for our focus on our mastermind is because that was everybody's biggest obstacle. And isn't that what it is for every product-based business is that sales is your number one obstacle, where you're going to sell, who you're going to sell to, how many sales can you make? You know, that's the reason why you're in business. So we really try to focus everybody on that because it helps to kind of um, push everybody in the same direction. Because without sales, we're not a business. And we want you to all have profitable businesses that you love and enjoy and make your lives better. So thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Product Boss Podcast. Again, head on over to our website at theproductboss.com slash toolkits. If you're interested in learning more about um, how to leverage flash deal sites for your product-based business. Yeah, thanks everybody and have a great week. This episode was brought to you by our mastermind, Multi-Stream Machine. Multi-Stream Machine is our 12-week program that takes the high-level knowledge of two product-based experts, myself and Jacqueline, combined with all the inspiration, accountability, and magic of a peer mastermind. We coach the hot seats through their struggles, facilitate the advice of all their fellow product-based masterminders, and help to focus everyone on more sales. Believe me, it's not only business changing, it's life changing. And we want you to be a part of it. Go to www.theproductboss.com mastermind to learn more or to apply now.